The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about AEW Dynamite and the end of Dynamite with John Moxley and the Bucks. More specific, John Moxley in the promo he cut before we get to Double or Nothing on Sunday. Also, we get into the Adam Cole-Chris Jericho contract signing with a very special surprise of Sabu. And we talk to who could be your new NXT Women's Champion, Tiffany Stratton, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. All right, Dave, right off the bat, gun to your head, dynamite. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Okay. I am going to give there it. There is no middle available. No, 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 no. Because, uh, listen, whenever you ask me this question, I think of the old school Siskel and Ebert, right? Did you used to watch Siskel and Ebert back in the day? Yes. And they, they came up with the whole thumbs up, thumbs down thing. Okay? I'm going to go. I am going to say. Thumbs up, but with major reservations. Like, I, I'm i going to give it a slight recommendation. So, if anybody didn't watch Dynamite, I would say I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to recommend you watch it, but it, it was a close call between the thumbs up and the thumbs down for me last night. And as a matter of fact, I might... Judging it from on a loan, I give it a thumbs up. But as a go-home show for a pay-per-view, I might slightly give it a thumbs down. Um, for me, when it comes to the effort of the talent, it will always be a thumbs up. When it comes to the booking of the show, the flow of the show, the sense that the ma- the show made to me, the sense that the show made to me as far as a go-home show... I have to give it a thumbs down. So I think and we're kind of... And, 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 and the missed opportunities and the opportunities that were given, which I felt were like entirely too much. We're going to get into all this. We'll break it down. But yeah, it sounds like we're on the same page. Yeah, I think, I, I think we are on the same page because there's some things, Bully, that I really liked 
uh, coming out of last night, the ending of that show got me excited for the pay-per-view. So if you if you judge it by the end of the show, I, you know, because we always ask when it comes to a go-home show of a pay-per-view, did they, you used to ask me, like, did they sell you on the pay-per-view? There were two things last night that sold me on the pay-per-view. One was uh, Jericho and Adam Cole in their contract signing. That sold me on the pay-per-view. And John Moxley sold me on the pay-per-view for Sunday night. Now, it's good to hear that someone sold you on a pay-per-view. And if I'm the owner of a company, I'm pretty much saying to myself, I don't care who sells this pay-per-view for me, as long as this pay-per-view is sold and people buy it and tune into it. However, are we supposed to like John Moxley, love John Moxley, hate John Moxley? Uh, you're supposed to hate John Moxley, but bully this AEW fan base, which I throw myself and I include myself on. I don't hate John Moxley. As a matter of fact, a lot of the conversations that you and I have had about John Moxley and you know the blood and whether it was too much or stuff like that, I think those fans that love that are going to love what they heard from John Moxley at the end of that show last night to get you more excited. So to answer your question, you're supposed to hate him, but I don't think anybody hates him. Last night, John Moxley cut a very strong promo in the middle of the show where I did not find myself wanting to see the BCC lose or the baby faces win. It was a strong promo, almost like a baby face-esque promo. And then at the end of the show, you get John Moxley cutting another strong promo about what we should expect and what we're going to be getting from this anarchy match. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I and we have it. So, bully, I'm going to play you from Dynamite last night what which signed off the show John Moxley's promo. You laugh and you smile while you still can. You take pictures with those fans while you still have all your teeth. You go back to your room and you FaceTime your family while they can still recognize you because this Sunday at Double or Nothing, you and your weak-ass little friends are going to get plastered on the pavement on Las Vegas Boulevard. This Sunday, Anarchy in the Arena will be the wildest, most violent match in the history of all lead wrestling because I, because we will not accept anything less. If you think the BCC has gone too far, if you've been offended, if you're squeamish at the sight of blood, buckle your goddamn seatbelt because you haven't seen anything yet. Baby face. <laughs> You got the cutest little baby face. No other one can take your place, baby and face. What did I say to you, Bully, when we had a conversation about a year ago about the face of AEW? And I don't know if you agreed with me or disagreed with me. That's not the point. 
But I said that John Moxley was the face of AEW. John Moxley is the poster child for AEW. AEW is always and supposed to be an alternative to the WWE. Who is the biggest alternative to everything that the WWE does? Family entertainment, you know, the PG product. That's John Moxley. So when John Moxley cuts the kind of promo that he did last night, for me as a fan of AEW, I cannot wait for that pay-per-view, and I cannot wait for what John Moxley is going to do to the Young Bucks because he made those promises. First of all, he, for all these blood-hungry fans, which I am one of, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for anarchy in the arena. The only hint of being a heel in that entire promo was when he said, go take the pictures with the fans now while you have the chance. That was the only thing that was like a, a little bit of a hint of a heel. Everything else about that screamed babyface to me. I have the heels or the perceived heels in the ring cutting a strong babyface by the pay-per-view promo while my two babyfaces, uber babyfaces in Nick and Matt Jackson are out in the crowd. Now, yeah, they're out in the crowd hanging out with the fans, but by the time the show goes off the air, the perception is that they ran from the BCC. By the way, where was Kenny? Where was Hangman? Why am I not seeing both factions at full strength face-to-face to go off the show? That's what I want to see. I want to see that in just a couple of days, these four men who are standing on the left side of the ring are going to go up against these four men that are on the right side of the ring. And it took of all of Las Vegas, Nevada's police force to keep these two factions apart. Oh my God. I wanted to see anarchy last night. I wanted to see a form. Give me a taste of what we're going to see at this pay-per-view. Give me chaos. Give me confusion. Give me anarchy. Give me the shit hitting the fan. Give me everything. I want to be like, oh my God, this is going to be insane. I didn't get any of that. Did I get a strong promo from Moxley? Yes. That promo should have been cut by Nick and Matt. Yeah, because didn't we get a similar promo from Moxley by Adam Cole in the middle of the show to Chris Jericho. I mean, you know, he kind of said the same types of things that Moxley did. I'm going to I'm going to knock the teeth down your throat. I'm going to like basically and obviously in different wordage, but the the message was the same. The message that Moxley delivered at the end of that show was basically the same thing that Adam Cole said to Chris Jericho during that show on Dynamite last night. Moxley was telling you how credible they were how they're the best wrestlers, how they take things seriously, how they plan on going to the match and beating the crap out of everybody. There's nothing heelish about what John Moxley says. Yeah, his tone might be a little gruff. His, um, his, his inflection might be rough, but it's, it's kind of like stone, stone cold-esque when he talks. So, like, I, I don't know who to root for. Right now, I think I'm supposed to root for the Bucks, Kenny, and and Hangman. But where were they? Can somebody tell me where that? I swore I could have swore I saw Hangman in the middle of the show backstage, um, uh, doing an interview. Why on the go home show am I not seeing my factions at full force? Is somebody going to tell me that last night wasn't the go home show? 
Friday on Rampage is really the go-home show. Well, not many people are watching Rampage these days. So that can't be the go home. No, show. you got You got to sell. You got to sell your pay per view on Dynamite. There's no yeah, doubt. And about if it. it is the go home show, <clears throat> you better give me an announcement today or tomorrow morning that on Rampage tomorrow, which I don't think is going to happen, that the Elite and the BCC will both be at full strength, face to face, just um, you know, twenty four hours, uh, you know, forty eight hours before they, you know, have their Anarchy match at um double or nothing this and is by, oh by the way is, hangman page was on the uh, on the show last night he was he was interviewed by alex marvez right after the tie uh uh lady frost match so where was he during the fracas at the end i like that word fracas <laughs> i i can't you know where he was not there that's the only thing, <laughs> that's the only thing i get it and again bully Stop! No, the 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 one thing I love about Moxley. Now I sound like Moxley, which I love, by the way. That I I love what you just said about sometimes he says things wrong. Sometimes his his words get ahead of him. Some you know that's the way people talk when they're pissed off and when they're angry. That's how that's the realism of it. And that's what I love about John Moxley. I love John Moxley. There's nothing you're going to do to make me hate John Moxley. Go with it. This is the guy. I still think he's the face of the company. He's the guy on the poster. He's the he's relatable to that fan base. A lot of that fan base loves the blood and gore. A lot of that fan base knows him. He's also that guy that came from he's he's the best of both worlds. He's the guy that came from the WWE so he has some of that mainstream you know, stigma with him that he carries over to AEW. Plus, he's the guy that left WWE because he wanted to be this, like, unhinged professional wrestler in this co- new company. Go with it. Make that guy your guy. The, you heard it during that promo, Bully. It was a mixed reaction. It was, you got, I think it was probably, like, maybe 60-40, 60% cheers 40% booze when he made that promo. To me, the fans are going to have a very, very difficult time booing John Moxley. And it was booked that way. Yes. And when you book it that way, you're putting your baby faces in a situation where they can be per- per- perceived as cowardly in the in the crowd. More than that, you're creating a perception that these heels are really strong and are going to kick these baby faces' asses. And I'm going to go back to what I just said. Where was Hangman and Kenny? Where? Why are you booking a go-home show going off the air with your main event angle and these guys aren't there? It doesn't make sense. It makes zero I want to see that. that what's the one word they're hanging their hat on for the pay per view, Dave? For the match? What the uh, the anarchy in the arena match? What's the word they're hanging their hat on? What? Anarchy. Well, yeah, it's chaos. And, and it's what is complete? Ca- thank you. Ca- yeah, I was going to say when you think of anarchy, what do you think of? You think of chaos. Where was my chaos last night? 
I guess that would again. I I really don't have an answer for you, bully, because I don't think there is an answer. And I think the biggest thing is what you said about Moxley's promo and the way he delivered that promo and how he delivered that promo, where he was when he delivered that promo, and the and the line and you know we just played the promo where he goes, you know, uh, if you think that the BCC is going to go too far, if you if you're easily offended or you're squeamish and you're squeamish of the sight of blood, don't watch that. He's making all these promises that the fans want to hear, right? Like I just I just said John Moxley sold me on the promo. He sold from that promo sold me on the pay-per-view. He's the reason why I want to watch it. He sold it to me. He made those guarantees and those promises. Bully, you talk about guarantees and promises. He made those guarantees and promises on the show last night. So why would I want to boo him come Sunday night? Nick and Matt should have been in that ring. They should have been looking down at the BCC and they should have said, hey, BCC, if you get a chance, break both of our legs. If you get a chance, put your thumb in Hangman's good eye and rip it out. If you get a chance, super uh, pile drive Kenny Omega on the concrete and pop his elbows out. If you get a chance, maim all of us. If you get a chance, put us all in the hospital. If you get a chance, make sure we can never see our families again. If you get a chance, make sure we're so battered by the end of the anarchy match that we have to retire the next day. And Moxley could have looked up and said, why would you be telling us to do that? Why would you be saying all these horrific things? And then Matt and Nick look down and say, because that's exactly what we're going to do to you. Now the place is like, yeah, Nick and Matt and Hangman and Kenny are going to beat these guys at their own game. That's how you go off the air. You created a perception with the heels in the ring and the baby faces in the crowd that the heels were stronger last night. Why? And by the way, where were the other two guys? <laughs> yeah. Now, like to your point, if Nick or Matt Jackson delivered the promo that Moxley did, if they were in the crowd with the fans around them and they're and they're mugging to the fans and saying, you know what, Moxley, you know what, Danison, you know what, Yuta, we are going to kick your asses. We're going to make you bleed. You know what? You know what, Moxley? Renee's not even going to recognize you come Sunday night because I'm going to take that face of yours. I'm going to bang it on the concrete. Anarchy in the arena, Sunday night, double or nothing. Throw the mic in the air with the fans around the Bucks going absolutely apeshit. That's how you sign off to that show last night. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I really love Jericho. Jericho looked great, uh, by the way. I like the promo from Adam Cole. Again, making some promises and guarantees of what he's going to do to Chris Jericho. I love the fact that they showed the footage of Britt Baker and, you know, kind of throw, like, again, reminding you what happened, but also throwing it back into Adam Cole's face. And I did like, I don't, I'm not sure how it really fits in, but. I do like the surprise of Sabu. I thought that was a cool moment. I thought Taz did a really good job on commentary explaining who Sabu was and how he makes sense in this scenario. So that last night was another segment along with the ending of Dynamite that sold me on Double or Nothing for Sunday. I agree with the majority of what you're saying. I thought Jericho and Cole did a great job. Uh Cole really sold me on the match, the intensity in his eyes, on his face, um, the tone in which he spoke. He was always locked on Chris. Um, Good segment. Sabu, major disconnect. It's a bit of a disconnect. I can't disagree with you. I didn't see it coming. I'm a Sabu fan. I, obviously, I'm an old DCW fan, so seeing him is always going to be a, a cool moment for me. Um, I, I don't know how it fits. 
Um, but but again, I, I'm I'm open minded of what this could do and what this possibly can mean come Sunday. It's it's hard for me to really crap on it. Not that we would, but it's just that like I'm as a fan. I thought I was excited about it. I'm sure any old school fan would be. And I thought Taz did a good job in a very short amount of time explaining how it makes sense. He didn't he didn't explain to me how it made sense that Sabu and Adam Cole have a relationship in which Sabu might want to be in Adam Cole's corner. He told me that Sabu and Jericho knew each other. They were familiar with each other. But I would have liked to have known what the backstory is of Jericho and Sabu. Why does Sabu dislike Chris Jericho so much? Or why does Sabu like Adam Cole so much that he's going to be in the corner of Adam Cole? Now, what kind of match is this? It's, uh, you know what, let me get the... Unsanctioned, uh, correct? It's an unsanctioned match, yes. Unsanctioned. So it's unsanctioned. So basically this match... And the anarchy rule, uh, the anarchy match are basically the same thing. We're getting glorified ECW type matches, which is totally fine. Okay. But you said that Taz made you understand about Sabu. I don't. I'm still a, a not about the cool. connection, not about the connection, but why they would have somebody like Sabu in the corner. He's violent. He's unpredictable. In that respect, I thought Taz did a good job. To your point, Bully. Maybe this contract signing, if you're going to introduce Sabu, you have that last week. And then this week, leading into Double or Nothing, you could have video packages or promos describing that relationship between Sabu and Jericho. If you want to get a little bit deeper, which in this instance, maybe you should. But as far as that moment standalone last night, it sold me on the pay-per-view. Um, I think it was a surprise for the sake of a surprise. And when it comes to surprises, AEW does it so much now that I think it's lost its luster a little bit. I mean, it was cool to see Sabu. As a person who started in this business and started in ECW with Sabu being a top guy who has become friendly with Sabu, who has worked with Sabu, yada, yada, Knowing the difficult times that he has been through in the past couple of years, it was good to see him. I thought he looked great in the white, um, in the he white did. suit and the black, um, and the black head wrap. Um, it, he reminded me of his uncle, the original Sheik. I just don't understand how he fits. And just because he's an ECW guy doesn't mean that I'm going to heap praise on the the angle because I don't understand it. If Taz would have told me, you know what, back in 1997 when Chris Jericho was in ECW, him and Sabu had a war one night, and Sabu tried to take the the nail, the ten inch nail that he had in his boot, and stick it in Jericho's eye because of something. That, oh, there's a major backstory here. Now I now I get it. You're shaking your head no. No, I, the only thing I can think of, I'm not shaking my head no. The only thing I can think of, Bully, is, you know, maybe maybe they don't want it to go that deep. Maybe they don't want it to be history. Maybe they're just grabbing Sabu or Cole asked for Sabu to be there to help protect 
that side, to be that enforcer that he is. Now, could you go deeper? Could you tell the backstory? Absolutely, you could do that. Could they have done that in the moment? No, because you're doing it in the moment, and it, that's a lot to throw on somebody in just that moment. But maybe in maybe in their eyes, when they booked this match, they weren't looking at it as deep as, as you're looking into it. Well, if you're going to have somebody associated with somebody else, shouldn't there be a reason? L- let's put it this way, Dave. If Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly would have come out, would you ne- would you need any explanation? No, because we all know the history between those and 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 Adam Cole. Yes, exactly. Now I'm like, oh, I get it, Sabu. I I just don't get. Then, it's a disconnect. So to- correct. It's a disconnect, and it's a surprise. For the sake of a surprise. There's no story there. So to me, it's like a move for the sake of a move. I, I was excited to see Sabu. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Great. And that's where it ends for me. And you know what? And I'm guessing because we got to look at this realistically too, Bully. Obviously, as a 51-year-old man, seeing Sabu, I'm excited about it. But, you know, there probably is a fan base that doesn't, really know Sabu that much at all. It's been it's been quite some time since Sabu has been in the spotlight. So you probably need to explain that as well so that your fan base, which is skewed younger, understand and understand why you're using Sabu in this situation. Uh for the people that were there last night and know him, that was great to see him. For the people watching at home that know him, I'm sure it was great to see him. And for the people that don't know him They've probably heard of the myth of Sabu. So maybe on AEW's Twitter site or somewhere along the line, they can bring us up to speed on who Sabu is. Because if they're if they're not going to, if they're just going to assume that everybody knows Sabu, I, I, I would I, I would think that they were wrong, because it's been such a long time, as you said. So. Nice little payday for Sabu. Good for him. Yes. (laughs) His indie rate just went up. But you're a solution guy. So if if your goal was to have Sabu as the special guest enforcer for this match, how would you have done it differently than the way that they did it last night? I would not have done anything differently except told more of a story as to why Sabu is there. Where is the hatred between Jericho and Sabu, or where is the love between Sabu and Adam Cole? Otherwise, I'm just left to assume that Adam Cole went, um, uh, who do you think will show up in my corner? And Roderick went, um, call Sabu. Yeah, but I don't really know Sabu. Uh, it doesn't matter. He'll get a great reaction. Like, I don't know why. That's why, to me, it's just a surprise for the sake of a surprise. Look who I was able to buy this week. Okay, great. I mean, I'm, but again, and the same thing for what we're going to see uh, with uh, the BCC. I'm excited for this match, and I'm excited that Sabu's going to be in the corner. Like, it, is is there a deep story there? Obviously, there isn't. Could you have explained it? Obviously, you could. But I got to admit, Bully, that's one of the segments that got me excited for the pay-per-view last night. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for getting a second. Dave, I'm a logic guy. And and I anybody that I've ever worked with knows that in my eyes, 
It has to make sense. We can't just take pro wrestling and because it's, oh, it's sports entertainment, we can just do this and this. And don't worry if it doesn't make sense as long as the people react to it. No, it has to make sense for the characters and the story. Yes, every once in a while, we do have creative liberty where we kind of have to stretch the truth or to get from point A to point B. We might have to, you know, go beyond reason or rationale. I've done it in the past. I understand it. But if I was in a booking meeting with AEW and somebody said, hey, we're going to have a surprise tonight and Sabu's going to come out and be in Adam Cole's corner, the first thing I'm asking is, why? What's the story? What's the link? Where's the hatred? Where's the love? And then commentary tells me that story. I was, Dave, I was intently listening to Taz because nobody knows Sabu like Taz. And and again, yeah, like he he even said, Taz even said in his commentary, he had goosebumps seeing Sabu last night. And he told me that Sabu and Jericho had a history. Yes or no? He did. I mean, I don't know if, if you caught that or maybe it he went did, over he your did. head. It's just so quick sometimes. So he said he had a history. What's the history? Agreed. Tell me this. So you asked me what I would have done different. Mm -hmm. Tell me the story of their history. So by the end of this segment, I understand that, oh, Sabu doesn't know Adam, Adam Cole. But Sabu hates Jericho. Sabu called Cole and said, Hey, kid, if you need some help, I'll be in your corner because that Jericho's a real piece of shit. Ah, now I get it. And even maybe even a line like, you know, Jericho isn't afraid of many people, but the one person Jericho's afraid of is Sabu. Make it up. <laughs> it's soap opera. <laughs> Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers exclusively live on Peacock, a great premium live event with NXT and NXT Battleground. Bully out on the road once again in Lowell, Massachusetts. We spoke to Carmelo Hayes, who's going back home to defend that NXT championship against Braun Breaker. But there's another championship match, and that's to see who's going to be your new NXT Women's Championship. And Bully, I'm not a betting man. You know that. But if I had to bet, I would put my money on our guest right now, and that is Tiffany Stratton, who joins us right here on Busted Open. Thank you so much for the time, and congratulations on the matchup on Sunday. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Back. I'm having you back. You were just right. on recently. You came by. Oh, yeah, it. I was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. It's, it was a. For, I I listened to it. It was a forgettable interview. This one will be. This one will be different. So I appreciate you coming on. And this match is a big match for you. Safe to say, the biggest match of your career so far. Yeah, um, it's my first ever singles uh, title match. It's my first singles pay per view. It's my second pay per view ever. 
Um, I'm ready. Let's do it. Tiffany, are you so ready that you would guarantee victory? Oh, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm ready for this. I was born for this. You know, Tiffany, you said this is just your second pay-per-view, your first ever uh, championship match, and you would never know that by the way you carry yourself, the way you present yourself on television. You do such an amazing job. Like you said, you were born for this. I kind of have to agree with you, Tiffany. It seems like you're custom-made to have championship gold around your waist. I I definitely am, and I think um, preparation is, like, the biggest key when it comes to these things. And I am fully prepared. I have, I check every box. Um, I make sure I check every box and I'm ready. How are you training differently for this match? Or how are you preparing differently for this match than you would any other match in NXT? Um, I would say I've been watching a lot of film. Um, I've been training a lot harder. Uh, my cardio is up. I've made sure that, um, I get my heart rate in a 130 area every time I do cardio and I keep it there. And, um, I would just say that I have been training, um, a lot more and yeah, just focusing on cardio and watching film. When you do cardio to prepare for a match, are you talking about like cardio in the gym, like an elliptical, like a stairmaster, like a bike? Or are you doing cardio in an actual wrestling ring where you're running the ropes and rolling and bumping? Both. Um, I do a lot of both. We we do this drill in Fit Finley's class where we we do um, the shuffles outside of the ring. And then we do that for six to eight minutes. We get back in the ring and there's four people in each corner. We roll, we drop down, we roll, we drop down three times and move on to the next person. And we do that three times and... It's we do that for about four to five rounds every day. You know, Tiffany, we had uh, Greg Gagne on recently on the show, and you know, he said he admitted you're you're a bit of a handful, but boy, do you have a lot of talent, and the sky's the limit for you. You know, talk about Greg Gagne and how much he prepared you for what you're doing now with the WWE. He um, he helped me a lot. He set me up for success coming to the WWE. I would not have caught on as quickly um, as I did if it weren't for him. Uh, we we butt heads a couple of times. Um, I'm a very outspoken person. I will tell you how it is. I'm blunt. Um, and if I have a problem with you, I will let you know. And I think um, Greg also gives it to me back. He's not afraid as well to tell me to shut up. Um, and I think that... Uh, it helped me. I think he is a big factor into why I'm so successful. Wow. Tiffany, do you think, or not do you think, have you had to scale back or curtail your natural personality to get along better in the NXT locker room? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, at, for- at first, um, I kind of was very much to myself. Coming into the WWE, that's what Greg told me to do. Um, he told me, you know, shut up. Don't um, be so outspoken. Don't, you know, if they give you a correction, obviously take it and don't say anything. And, you know, so I've slowly been kind of, um, you know, being more myself and with confidence. I feel like I 
have just been being more myself recently. And I feel like it's been paying off. Where do you think you would be mentally if Lero was to defeat you at Battleground? Mentally, I feel like I wouldn't, it would just be okay. She beat me. It's let's go back to the drawing board and let's figure out uh, what my weaknesses are and let's, let's grind them out. Let's work on them. I wouldn't be discouraged or anything, maybe in the moment, but I would take it and it would be fueled to my fire. And I would go back to the drawing board, like I said, and work on my weaknesses. Tiffany, how did you know, or when was that moment where it clicked with you where you're like, I want to be a WWE superstar? When was that moment? Oof. I would say like a like a particular match or... Just for um, you, just for you in your life, because I'm sure you had a lot of different opportunities to do a lot of different things. Like, where was it where for you, it's like, this is what I want to do with my life? Um, I would say the first time that I got into the ring um, with Greg, I took my first bump and it, it came so easy. It came so natural to me. And I'm sure he would say the same thing. Um, and watching the people at... Um, this ring I went to at Ken Anderson's wrestling ring. I I was watching some of the guys just work on the fly and I was in awe. I was like, they're not planning this beforehand. They just totally went out there and talked to each other in the ring. And it was like insane to me. And I, I thought it was so cool. And that's when I felt like I knew I wanted to do this. Wow. Tiffany, you just talked about working on a weakness if you did lose the match. At this point in your career, tell me what your number one strength is and your number one weakness. Um, You know, within wrestling, there's so many different boxes you have to check. There's so many different areas that you have to be good at. Um, I would say that I'm good at a lot of the, the different areas and the, the different boxes. I would say my strengths are I know who I am. I think there's a lot of people who have no idea who they are and it shows when they're out there in front of a thousand, twenty thousand people. Um, and for me, I know exactly who I am, and I just go out there and I just be me. And I think that's why I'm so good at being a performer when it comes to uh, being put under pressure. Um, I think my weaknesses are, you know, I've said it before. Um, obviously, my my in ring, like that's one of the things that. I feel like I definitely need to get better at, um, you know, if you want to be specific, you know, the in-ring psychology, the selling, the, you know, like all the in-between stuff. And that comes with time and reps. And I feel like I've only been doing this for a year and a half. There's only so many reps you can get under your belt within a year and a half. And being in front of a crowd is the reps that I need to get, not, you know, tr in training. Well, you, you know, you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, but re really quick, because the one thing I have to say is you have all the tools and it seems like almost like and I understand what you're saying. If you lose on Sunday, hey, you know what? I'll learn from it. I'll get better and I'll move forward. But it almost feels like you're ready to burst right now. Like, you know, I'm I'm watching you and you have this championship opportunity, but it almost like I look at you, Tiffany, and I say, man, this is somebody who's in a main event match on a pay-per-view or in a big match at WrestleMania. Like, and I feel like you probably see that too. And that's probably a big reason why you've had so much happen so quickly for you right now. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely think I, um, 
I know what I'm capable of and I, I know I can be there one day. And I think that is one of the huge factors. Like it, it takes to become a superstar. You have to know you can get there. And I fully believe that one day I will be main eventing WrestleMania. I will be on Raw or SmackDown. Um, yeah, I just think confidence is the biggest factor when it comes to being a WWE superstar. Tiffany, you talked about watching matches to prepare uh, for your match. Have you been watching your, your stuff, Lyra's stuff, or have you been watching matches of other superstars? Um, I watch Lyra's stuff. I watch my stuff. Um, yeah, that's basically it. What's, okay. Tell me a weakness that you see in her game that you can exploit. Ooh. I don't want to go that far. Um, I think Lyra, her and I, we've never locked up before. Um, I really don't know what to expect. Um, so that's why I'm watching Lyra's matches and all of her old stuff. Um, she's still very new to NXT TV. Um, I think that might be one of her weaknesses is she hasn't been in front of a crazy crowd, a big crowd, and this is going to be her first real pay-per-view match premium live event match as well and i rise to the occasion i don't know about lyra i have no idea i don't know if she's going to crumble under the pressure or if she's going to rise to the occasion we'll see i'm excited for the matchup and you know bully asked you about like just the locker room and the feel of nxt there's always a lot of changeover in nxt obviously a lot of people just went up to the main roster after the draft like, do you like that? Or, are you know, maybe this is the wrong way to put it. Are you a team player? Or do you kind of just, like, see yourself as somebody that's a little bit outside of the team? And and not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm definitely in my own lane. I'm not worried about anybody else. I don't, I don't care if someone gets called up. I don't care if someone debuts. Um none of that affects me at all. I'm in my own lane. I'm worried about myself and what's going to happen for me in the next Tuesday. Um, yeah, I'm fully worried about myself and I don't care about what anyone else is doing. Do you feel like you have a chip on your shoulder? Um, I definitely feel like I, um, I feel like I do have to prove myself a little bit. Um, I feel like every single time I go out there, I prove myself and, I have to prove myself and yeah, I just think, um, you know, it's my first ever premium live event singles premium live event match. And I, I want to show everybody that I can put on a premium live event match. I'm looking forward to it. This is a big matchup. Congratulations on everything you've been able to do so far. Again, NXT battleground this Sunday, exclusively live on Peacock. And this is a big matchup for you, the match of your career. So uh, hopefully we'll get you on when you win on Sunday. Yeah, let's see. All right. Good luck in your match. Hopefully you steal the show and win the championship. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me again. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.